0: Oh my goodness, it is podcasting day, and I am super excited to be here. Let's get started, okay? So I'm Rachel Vogt, and who are you?
1: Jess Anderson, and you can find me at photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook. And please, if you are a female energy of 18 years or older, please go to Boudoir Photos with Anderson on Facebook. It's a private group. But I am so happy with with the session that I just had today that involves some Christmas lights, and it, it turned out real, real. Did you do inspiring. some tying up? We did. A little bit. Yeah. I, need to, I need to practice on it. But um, it gave me some good ideas for some Christmas-themed photo shoots. So we've got our November boudoir weekend coming up. Yeah. So it's going to be jam-packed full of ladies getting their photos taken. So if you have not heard about this, go check out my group and read the event details because it's going to be awesome. Sweet!
0: Okay. So um, I was part of that today and that girl was amazing. So I bet those pictures are just great. Fantastic. As I mentioned, I'm Rachel Vote. You can follow me on Instagram. I vote for parties uh, as that will continue to expand, I promise, at some point. I'm on Facebook where you can also follow along, not only weekly lives, but just content in general. And the VIP page, if you're looking for a place for sexual wellness and intimacy building of 18 years or older and feminine energy, we had a fantastic friggin' time Saturday night in the group. Make sure you get in there. If you are interested in fantasy or bondage or any of that type of experience, it's doesn't have to be what you think it is it's all just really about heightening what's currently happening and bringing more to the table so I would highly recommend it it was a lot of fun we had some giggles uh and in addition to that I've got this really cool event coming up at the end of the month that will allow for people who have kind of been in a place like if you aren't sure that you're ready to get coached you don't even know what coaching looks like mentoring is what your expectations are maybe it would be a price issue concerns whatever I got this event at the end of the month for like an open coaching opportunity if it's gonna be like a private event uh, but it's like reduced coaching opportunity pricing and then special deals for you to be able to do one-to-one afterwards if that's again if you just want to be a fly on the wall and see what it's about if you would like to get some real life advice uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun Uh, some of my current clients are volunteering their time to come to the zoom event and talk about what coaching has done for them and why they would see it beneficial to other people. So get it from the horse's mouth. Get it from me, myself. But um, I hope you can make it. If you're interested, let me know and I'll get you some details. So that's all on top of the empowerment class. See, there's just too many things going on. Just <laughs> find me and let's talk, okay? Uh, today... We're going to get into some woohooey. It's been a while since we've done woohooey. And I think so. I'm glad because, like, for a long time, I was feeling very insecure about some of the things we would share or that I wanted to talk about because I just didn't think that people would. It was never a level of people wouldn't get it because that feels egotistical. Mm-hmm. It's a level of people would think I'm crazy or. They just weren't ready to hear what you had to say. Well, that's the truth, is what it is. But their perception is not that. Mm-hmm. So I had to beat be back it up for myself. And anyways so we haven't talked about it for a while but there wasn't a necessary need because we were talking about some really great stuff uh in real life like mirroring being able to apply and so on and so forth so what we talked about last week was like kind of doing a check-in with yourself which is a really good thing to do um now if you are at a place where you've moved on a little bit in your personal development, then this is gonna be something that you're ready for. For others of you who might be beginning in your personal development, this might feel high level. And high level is again, not to say that you are not capable of understanding it. I'm saying that I've been in your shoes where when I talk about the the stuff that we're gonna talk about today, if you feel like that doesn't make any sense to me, but you're like, not like a, that sounds stupid, doesn't make sense to me, versus a, that doesn't make sense to me, but I'm intrigued and I wanna hear more, just reverse and listen again. Um, and then also go back and listen to some of the other podcasts where it has more, dare I say, entry-level personal development terminology and exposure and expectations. Um, but that's all it took for me was, like, when something was like, that sounds interesting, but it sounds way out of my scope. Like, starting to learn about quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Like, those are paragraphs and books and videos that I have to listen to, reread, rewatch four, five, six, seven times before I could even just slow it down to hear what they said. Yeah. Because they're big words, and that's not what we're doing here today, but that's just as an example. There are words I didn't understand. It was concepts I'd never heard. Um, being able to hear what they said and then go, how do I understand that to the level I know? Um, and then what does it mean for the things I don't? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So what I'd love to talk about today is a little bit more in-depth conversation about this conversation <laughs> <laughs> that we've touched on a couple of times about Having a scale to gauge yourself of personal development. When we started to first start started talking about it and we'd always say like the visual is I'm a little bit ahead and I'm throwing you the rope and you're coming up behind me and then we kind of uh, opened that up to maybe it's like a scale of 1 to 10 but that just didn't seem right because 10 felt too small whatever and how do you how do I say where I'm at versus where you know all that whatever. Well through... Continuing my um, research and um, digestion of personal development, there are different walks of life out there that have variations of their system of how they would grade you, quote-unquote. But I've seen so many back-to-back-to-back that they are all fairly similar. And so whether you're looking for a visual look to it, which you... Would know if I told you like it looks like the chakra chart. It looks like the funnel, like a, a double tornado, like up down, up down, because it's like a funnel, bad feelings go into neutral feelings go up to, uh, up into positive. That's one version of it. Um, but they're all relatively the same when you're looking at it, and that's what it. Like I had said, it scales basically from bad to neutral to positive, mm-hmm. and anything in between. So what I appreciate about this one that I just recently started learning about it was quantitative in terms of putting a number number aspect to it. So What theoretically um, you start with is a scale of zero, obviously, and then depends on where you want to stop. If you want to talk about human capabilities, most people never outreach a level of 600. Mm -hmm. And then seven to 800 is what people usually can uh, consider like sainthood and things like that. So they have a little bit more divinity to them. Something that's a little extra special. People kind of, almost everybody loves them kinds of things, right? But then you get to, like, levels of 900, and that is, like, Jesus and Buddha and Krishna levels. Those are very, very rare. I think they say, like, 1 in 10 million or something like that. Oh, wow. And in the time that we've been on planet Earth, there's only been, like, there's been, like, less than 10. And once you hit that level, most often they say that people choose not to stay here anymore because... Like, this is where it's getting woohoo y because it's Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean, right? Well, because if you get to a level where you have the knowledge or the um, belief and capability of yourself and humanhood as Jesus Christ, who I think is probably the most relatable to people that are listening to our conversation, right? It's not a matter of why would you stay here like this place is, but it's more of a, the feeling, Mm -hmm. the unconditional love and all-knowing, and... You leave all of the things behind of the physical world, which people think that they're missing out on when they leave, but the things that you leave behind are just the fear and insecurity and the worry. Those are the things that you don't take with you. And that's uh, that's obviously, if you're bathed in that 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, which time doesn't exist anyway, so it's just infinite. If you're at that level, why wouldn't you choose? To, 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 why wouldn't you, right? Right, right? so anyways... So that's the levels or whatever. But what was interesting is that when you're talking about from zero to 600, which is kind of probably make the most sense to people here, right, is, oh, enlightenment is 700 and above. (laughs) Okay. So um, emotion doesn't even begin until 20. So zero to 19 is like just nothing. It's just non-existent, really. Is it called empathetic or? Apathetic. Apathetic. No, actually it's not. It's Mm -hmm. just nothing. Which is nothing. So uh, the idea is that um, the higher you get on the scale, obviously, the more open you become, the more questioning, all of the things. That's what personal development is. But human beings don't register at a level of integrity and truth until 200. Hmm. So from 20 to 199, whatever, okay? You got to think like, I don't even want to think, you don't think Neanderthal, you think barbaric. Like, I always think of this show that we were recently watching, that Outlander, Mm -hmm. where it's a way of life to murder. It's a way of life that if somebody does something, you chop off a hand to prove a point if you were stealing, right? Like, physically eye for an eye. Yeah, kind of, and that was, everybody believed it. And you, if you didn't, you were shunned or burned at the stake, and so you were really forced to live in line with that negative mentality and to think that that was the way that things had to be. And so at some point, um, it wasn't until 1985, 1985, 86, literally the entire world operated at 198. So nobody was looking. I mean, I think one of the biggest influences we could relate to this would be religion, Mm -hmm. right? Because at that time, the belief was truly that God was, a um a force god was somebody who shunned and sinned and cast away and punished and that was that had ripple effects whether you were religious or not so i i believe that's part of the mentality nobody i mean everything i've read so far nobody can really collectively say but that was what was most powerful about it was that nobody knew it was happening it Mm -hmm. was like a global shift happened where everybody all of a sudden hit a level of integrity they came up to 203 okay so right above and people started operating with, like, kinder hearts and becoming more centric in that idea that that just doesn't feel right. Like, morality kind of just became the instillment upon people. And I don't know what it was, but it just happened. And nobody really noticed it, of course, because how could you know that things were changing in that kind of regard? Nobody talks about it because it's woo hoo It's vibrational. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, it stayed at, like, 203 until, like, two, 2003 or something like that. It was early 2000s, and now it sits... As far as I can tell at 207 not like me calibrating personally (laughs) um, from what I read Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen anything different but the person that researched all this has since passed away as well and I will say that if you're like this just sounds batshit crazy that's okay if you tune out you might not be ready but the thing that was most powerful for me about this is that the author the creator um, his name is dr. David R Hawkins was actually like a well-known psychologist like like well known like Ivy League professor For a number of years. So he was kind of the person that was able to bridge the psychological with the unknown. The scientific with the thing you can't really speak of because you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that was only because what he would later learn in like his 30s, 40s, 50s, something like that. Is he remembered that he had had like a divinity moment when he was a child. But he actually blocked it out. And so he doesn't know if that's what led him to lead towards the science. Like he feels like he completely turned away from religion, and because just you'd have to read about his experience. It doesn't matter, but that was what it was. Was that it was it was very sound that this was legitimate. Like that, like to me at least. And again, this is all opinions. Who, um, that's what was really powerful is about it. It was those two connecting worlds that I think I've been tr- trying to find. Spirituality for myself because I was so science based and so fact based, and so you have to prove it to me um, until things started shifting. Where obviously, as we've talked about, you know, multiple times, there's things that happen where you're like, it's a feeling, or it was a you look back on it and it was meant to be that way, or it couldn't have gone a different way, or I'm so great, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and then that comes more into your life, and you're like, how does it happen? I don't know, I can believe in it. Like sometimes I just think it's a placebo effect because I'm telling myself this. So, to be able to merge these two together, to me, was why it just brings some clarity. And why I think that's important is not just because it's living in this aha land of, I'm just dreaming it's happening, right? (laughs) No. It puts some intention into your creation. Like, that's why you're here. That's why you want to be here, is you want to have the best experiences possible. And if you ask yourself right here, right now, am I truly living my best experience possible? Most people would... Say no, but not even know to ask the question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, what's after 200 is like you just kind of raise your vibration, your frequency, and you get to these better levels, which we could talk about. I mean, like you go from guilt to apathy to grief to fear to desire, like you're rising up, and we could talk about that if we need to. But um, when you get to 400, is where it got interesting because 400 to 499 is intellectual. So people who are like Thomas Edison, you're looking at like, you know, uh, engineers, you're looking at incredibly intelligent people operate from this standard. So they're above 200, you Mm -hmm. know, they're already above integrity. Um, And so they function as what I would like to call, you know, well-natured human beings, what you hope for maybe in people. I guess that's just my perception of it. Um, But often they don't break past 499 because they're so science-based or so factual. And I believe that's probably where I was hanging out for quite a while, um and then to be able to to get past that is where you kind of you you actively try to merge the two together and then when you get to 500 things are crazy different for sure but um for a lot of our listeners i would i would suspect in my opinion well i mean they all have to be above 200 or they have no interest
1: right yeah i agree with that
0: yeah and um I would say a lot of them are kind of inching into, like, higher 200s and 300s and getting into, like, when you start taking classes and when you start watching videos and it's more of that stuff and less of your Netflix and stuff like that, I believe that you're creeping into the 400s mm-hmm. for sure um, because then you're taking it upon yourself. Oh. That was a dog. <laughs> um, you know, instead of just being told what to think and believe, you're doing the research for yourself and questioning and so
1: on and so forth, right? I agree, yeah. And I was thinking that, like, I know that we have a few listeners that um have given us some shout-outs on Facebook, so I know they oh, listen to Oh, Allison! <laughs> That's literally who I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think there's a there's a few women, including Allison, that are already in the 400s. In oh, my oh yeah. Um, I mean, Allison's all about emotional intelligence, too. Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that, to break it down, like, how, for myself, like, when I... Because I don't... I, I think I'm bouncing back and forth between the 400s and maybe like 501. Like I I've definitely gotten to the how does how does the two worlds, the scientific world and the world that I can't explain yet, how do they meld together? But I think that one of the easiest examples that I have of me questioning this or like understanding that there is more than just science-based life or explanations for things is the the feelings and the that you can feel the energy in the room, you can feel the vibrations in the room, and when unders- we go back to like dissecting that like exactly said before, like yes, and I, I keep coming back to this because it's so easy for my brain to wrap around now because I've I've examined it so much. Is the science tells me that that when I'm in a room, there's nothing physically touching me. The room is not physically like the temperature has not been raised. There's nothing externally changing, but it's a feeling and it's this. It's the same with like when you're at a concert with thousands of people, but you're like, all of a sudden you turn around and you like, cause you felt in your core of your being that somebody was staring at you and you turn around and you lock eyes with the person that was staring at you. Like it's those random things that feel random. I was going to say, they feel random, Are they? but you're just, you know, you can't explain it in the moment. You might not even think about it. Cause I've had these experiences my whole life and have never questioned them. I'm just like, Oh, it's just something that happens. But then when you start to dissect them and you're like, okay, but how do I know that when I walk into a room, I haven't talked to anybody, but I can feel the tension, like you can cut it with a knife type of tension. Like how, what is happening in my science brain is that, oh, you pick, you must have picked up on subtle cues from body language. You must have heard a sigh or remembered a conversation that one of these two people had with you prior to this moment. So that you're just assuming that there's tension But it's, no, I've had experiences where I've walked into a room full of strangers and could feel the tension that, like, something was off. I've been, you know, walking down the street in the middle of broad daylight and just had this sinking feeling that somebody was, like, creepily staring at me to find somebody in a window across the street was staring directly at me, like, intently looking at me. Yeah. So it's... You can feel it. That's... You can feel it. That's the thing. But it's the, the, the realizing the connection between the scientific world and than the, the unknown, the unexplainable at this moment.
0: Yeah, but that's what you're saying
1: is that you're having the recognition because. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. I'm. I'm to the point in my personal development to recognize. It's Not autopilot anymore. It's not autopilot. It's not my like my scientific brain doesn't just like automatically switch to the. Oh, you must have seen their reflection in the window. That's why you knew somebody was staring at you. Oh, you must have like heard something. That's why you knew to turn around. Like there must have been a change in the wind. That's why you turn whatever. My. I'm no longer automatically quick to use my scientific explanation to dismiss the possibility that there's something else happening. And I'm actually more prone to think immediately like, oh, this is the universe. Like, oh, this is, this is source. This is something else. This is something higher that I can't explain. Sure. And I've stopped having the knee-jerk reaction to the scientific, like, to explain things away.
0: That's fair. I would say, like, um... What's funny about what you say about that is because I, I think a lot about, like I was watching these birds fly over Oak Lake today when mm-hmm. I was driving to the studio. Yeah. And they, and then I looked down and then it looks like, it looks like half the lake is covered with the top of birds. Okay. Right? So I'm just, I always take this route intentionally because it kind of looks like a colorado ask view, right? Mm-hmm. It's a way to appreciate that side of town, right? Yeah. So anyhow, and then I get lost in the fact that like, birds fly Right? And that's what I'm saying is like, not like I'm like getting that silly that I'm like, oh my god, birds fly. It's like we forget that that's a miracle. Humans don't fly. Right. We forget it's a miracle that, I mean, the word miracle is just, you don't appreciate Mm -hmm. what it really means. Your body pumps blood all by itself to keep you alive. It adjusts as you rapidly stand from sitting to standing position that quickly. If you ever get lightheaded, do you not realize all of a sudden as you're tapping into what Jess is talking about that your body's correcting for the fact that it has a longer distance to shoot that blood. Whoa, that's why you're lightheaded because you don't have the blood yet. But Mm -hmm. the body knows I gotta start pumping harder because she's standing. Come on, this is a miracle. So we have glossed over the ability of the autopilot, I sense something's not right here. Mm-hmm. I feel something is not right. Like, we gloss over that it is an innate thing. Animals have it, yeah. right? And you've seen animals, their fur stands up on the back of their their body, yeah. right? And I would say, like, I mean, this is with dogs, right? Dogs will hear something, they growl. They have better hearing than we do, obviously. We have other perceptions that we're not remembering that we can use. Yeah. <laughs> But that's, that's what it is, is that intuition, and like you had said, it's like, it's not automatic anymore. It's not. Or you're allowing your actual true innate auto-whatevers auto to
1: kick in. Yeah, and I feel like it definitely is, I come back to a societal thing all the time, but um, I feel like as a society, because hippies are not a new thing. Like, this way of thinking is not brand new. This is not like a 2020- it feels of, ta- new it f- because it's new, new to us. Exactly. But and if
0: you're listening and go, this is new to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. okay. It's new to you, <laughs> but it is not a brand new concept to the Correct. world. As a society, we branded those people outcasts, like hippies. We oh just, yeah. We, you know, I wasn't born here then. So I'm saying we as society, um, we looked at them and we were like, oh, they're having the, they're spewing all this hippy dippy nonsense because they smoke a lot of ganja or you know LSD or whatever drugs. Anything, were. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're hip in the '70s, uh, pre Everything. my existence. But um, but we we used our scientific brains as a society to to explain why this group of people were having the same common thoughts or can, like we just. We made them the outcasts. We did not listen to them. We did not want to hear their message. So it became normal for if you had smaller kinds of um, revelations that were aligned with the hippie way of thinking, it was normal for you to just be like, oh, well, I can't think that way because then I'll be weird. Or like, oh, I can't think that way because I've been told subtly by society or my parents or whoever, social media, which is more relevant now, Now, but movies, TVs, whatever... You were subtly forced into, uh, or conditioned into, herd mentality for survival. Mm-hmm. Is I think how you can explain almost. But and in also it's because it's always the way it's been.
0: You just get in
1: line with what everybody else is yes. doing. The majority of people do that. You don't want to stand out because standing out, it's it's herd mentality literally because it's you don't want to be the one at the back of the pack that's left left behind because then you're the easy target. Well, be and awesome. also
0: because we're herd mentality species, we want yeah. we congregate. We don't do yeah. well by ourselves. I mean, we can when we're in full enlightenment. But anyway, <laughs> yes. that's that's until you get there. So I thought that was um, good that you brought that up, though, because I was listening to this um, interview. Well, Tony was. It was really funny. On oh well, no, not funny. But it was like this interview about people who had these interactions with eye to eye with beasts, okay. and sometimes where it was positive, and sometimes where it was scary. Right but it was this one where this guy had been like trying to intercept a harpoon for like this whale out on the ocean anyways um the the point of the story i'm telling at this point is that he was like uh wanted in like china and i believe in taiwan or costa rica or something like that because he was inter- interfering with, like, international laws where it was allowed to... You were allowed to harpoon. Mm-hmm. And he said in the interview, like, he's like, I realized a long time ago I don't work for humans. And I have to be the voice of these whales and so on and so forth. And I, it got me thinking because it was like, you know, okay, so do, what does that mean? Do you just, like, do you live in fear every day that you will be arrested and expedited to one of these countries? Or do you just go... It just seems really silly and stupid for me to be worried about two countries who want to persecute, persecute me for the laws that they believe govern a world we don't own. Yeah. Right? And to an animal and a beast that we shouldn't control. And, <clears throat> I mean, that you know, it's an argument for a different day about how you intercept But But at the core of it, if we had nothing but existing as humans, survival would be the same. Mm -hmm. We would not have those things to interfere. Like, you don't see hyenas in, you know, in the desert after years and years and years in evolution and (laughs) in nature, like, constructing axe and and arrows and bows and things like that, right? So, um, I mean, that's why we're... I mean, people say we're at the top of the food chain, but we're not at the top of the food chain. No. We're not at the top of the food chain. We're just consciously different than they are because they only live in the now animals anything but humans
1: Mm -hmm. do that well and it's it's funny because i think about this often about how crazy some of these man-made things are and how we are as humans are so okay with recognizing man-made things that like did not exist like state lines do not exist anywhere other than our brains like it sure you can see them on a map But if you are driving in the countryside, there is no paint on the ground that says you you are. you envision it. You envision it. Or like time zones do not exist exist. anywhere other than in the human brain, and then we create things to help help us visualize their existence, like maps. And like if you're if you're driving through an area and you look at your cell phone, like magically the the timestamp changes or whatever. Those are things that we as human created to help us better understand these man-made concepts but if we went back to you know like barbaric times whatever like caveman mentality these are things that we made up that we're we are so accustomed to just feeling like they're normal because nobody is telling us to question why they exist Mm -hmm. but it's the first thing that i've really experienced as a 27 year old human being that of a collective finally questioning and and telling people that we don't need a man-made concept anymore is daylight savings time. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that this was something that was created hundreds of years ago. I, I honestly don't know what it was created. But I do know it was created for farmers to help them so that they would have more t- daylight time um, during peak harvest season. I think that's a myth. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that you is, go, you that can, is the truth that I know But it. sense. it makes, sense. Okay. Yes, it it makes, makes sense. sense. That is the scientific brain um, making it, I guess, like... Makes sense and why right. why we, we do start this. start
0: worrying and, why we're getting up earlier than we usually do.
1: Exactly. Uh, why we're doing yeah. these things. But it's it makes me happy that to see that collectively this is becoming more okay with a group of people who previously never questioned daylight savings time. Yeah. But now that one person's voice like, hey, why do we still do this thing that doesn't really benefit us any, in any way? Or they don't know the benefits, so they're questioning it. It makes me happy because it's like, well, this... Like, this is the beginning. It's a mm-hmm. slow beginning. But if we look, if a thousand years from now, people are more enlightened, are more aware of the difference between a scientific way of thinking and a source way of thinking, like, it's because we started questioning things. And so it starts small, and then I feel like this is just the beginning, and we're going to see a little bit more rapid...
0: <sighs> well, what I mean, what we're talking about is, like, if, if we eliminated daylight savings time, which... People get rocked if you even question it, right? Because it's it's like how how dare you even think we could ever change this? We've been doing it for so long this way. We really haven't been doing it very long. Um, So I I mean I think I mean it seems to be that there was several reasons why people I mean because if you think about it until wherever it was that we were able to. Communicate long distance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody operated on time. Yeah, and that was not very long ago. So daylight savings had been created for several different reasons, and one of them says in 1784 that it was created because Ben Franklin wrote an economical project that said that it would. It doesn't matter. Okay, so this is another reason, is what I'm saying, is that it that's like less than 200 years, and how long have we been human beings? Right yeah. on planet Earth. So right. it is a newer concept that we're so petrified of changing, but it's like. We survived just fine less than 300 years ago. Ugh, I was just thinking about this, where um, we're, we're talking. If you talk about, let's talk about fo- fossil fuels and electric cars. All right, mm-hmm. it's not a political conversation. It's we have been thinking for so long that this is the only way we're going to get around is through fossil fuel. When we know by proof that we can get around electronically. Yeah. Now. <laughs> we yeah. know we can power by solar, which for as long as we know is not running out. Okay, it will definitely last longer than fossil fuels. Yes. And one, I want to say, like, there is two sides to this, right? Because there's some people who are freaking the F out because it's like, what do we, like, how dare you stop using them? Like, I I can't say that I know what the repercussions specifically of fossil fuels being gone from the planet. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, like, if we think about how many things have come and gone these days, ever, ever, right? So not only do we have an alternative source for fossil fuel again this is ignorant speaking if there's no essential need for the planet to survive for fossil fuel to be present we shouldn't get so butthurt when it runs out again that's only if it's not important because i'm not saying i know that it. you know what i mean yeah, like I it could be oil could be so important to the core that it keeps it cool i don't know yeah but that's my point is that's true of anything like w- uh, houses have upgraded right we went from huts to mud to straw to caves to right nobody gets mad that we don't sleep in caves anymore Mm -hmm. right but there's so many things that people do get mad about when we we contemplate change or contemplate more efficiency or contemplate more equality yeah or contemplate more abundance because we're fearful that that's what what we won't get when it seems really silly not to
1: think we would yeah it's kind of like you know you you mentioned equality but it's with anything it's Finding a different solution or, or being okay with sharing the the responsibility of powering our cars doesn't take away from fossil fuels per se. Like, it just, we have another solution. Why can't we do that? Why growth? are we hung yeah, up on it? Well, exactly. we, we know why. Money. Greed. Yes. Like,
0: Spoiler alert. Sorry. sorry. We're not going to go down that road, but, no, we, but... but if we can start back here, you'll get there by yourself. Yeah. You'll go down the road yourself. Oh, you'll yeah. start to see why we can't get as effective change and... That's another story for another day, so keep going. Sorry,
1: no, that's basically what I had to say. Yeah, it's I'm coming back to screw the white man and his power trip,
0: <laughs> pretty much, uh, pretty much, pretty much. And you know, it's why it's like, so here's one thing where we were talking about you know, we talk about history and how we get hung up in history and so on and so forth. When we talk about just now learning, if you if you agree or disagree, you can go out and research yourself, I don't, whatever, about this like level of consciousness raising in the last. You know these two big hits that have happened most recently. When for like ninety percent of time on planet Earth, nobody moved below two hundred, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so funny, right? That like you think about. Like they say, this bigger wave happened in nineteen eighty five. I'm like, that's Zero I was born, by the way, just <laughs> so you know. Um, but so babies raised in nineteen eighty five and on were born into an op- open, more open thought process, a mm-hmm. different way of life, whether we know it or not. I mean, again, whether you agree, or put, but that mixed in with the previous generation who, even if they raised to 203, they still lived some of their life, all of their life, most mm-hmm. of their life at 198. So they're trying to change. It's still already raising children who are raising grandchildren. So that's where we get that ancestral trauma that we, who have been blamed as sensitive children... Are because we've been raised by some more sensitive people, yeah. But we also then have that trauma that we don't know how to deal with because we've been trying to eliminate the negativity. We're like bouncing back and forth here, and that's why we're such a quote unquote messed up generation. But I think it's the biggest gift we could have asked for because that's why it's happening, yeah. That's why there are more people that are waking up, that's why the numbers keep raising faster than they ever have before. And that's what I had heard, like, I mean, I'm not very religious, but I hear that there's this rumor that there's supposed to be, like, a second coming. That's, like, kind of what, and I'm being completely serious, is if I understand correctly, people believe in the second coming of
1: Jesus. What does that, what does that mean, like, the second coming of Jesus? What does that actually mean?
0: Well, because, like, the, the you know, because he was so powerful, quote-unquote, like, he would have the ability to come back. And when he comes back, he comes back for the people who believed in him, who served him and God, and then they go to heaven. Again, this is, that, I don't, I, I intentionally do not study religion yet until I can kind of get a basis for, for where I feel like I'm at and be more open-minded because I have a lot of bad yeah, yeah, yeah juju still wrapped up in that. So anyway, that's what I'm kind of understanding. And like I had said earlier, that was the thing I just realized recently too was why, part of why I was so hung up on religion was because it was threaded into me that religious religion was God. Well, how, how can you have your God that's supposed to be bad but also supposed to be loving? Like that was my confliction. Anyway, so uh, where the hell were we? <laughs> we're talking about religion. Oh, fuck, I know.
1: I know really. <laughs> we could <got> have <on> so <laughs> many like, squirrel moments. <laughs> I know. We're talking you. about, oh,
0: like, I, I believe that this is kind of where we're at with this, like, damn these millennials, damn these extra yeah. liberals, damn this whatever. It's because we're such a contrast of two lifestyles that that's where it's coming to head. And part of it is the most beautiful thing you'll ever see because it's the, probably the most diverse we will ever be. Yeah. But it it, 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 won't, I think another spoiler alert that you should know is that what I hear quite frequently through personal development is that it's never going to be more than the population is now at floating at 200 versus having people floating at three, four, five, six altogether. Mm -hmm. It can't be that way. It will never be that way. And I know this sounds crazy because it's like, well, aren't we like striving for world peace? But everything i read says it will never be that way that's why you'll only have one person who will ever in your lifetime or three lifetimes you know function at 800 and above because they offset all that negative crap that's Mm. floating around that's the way it has to work and if everybody was in world peace like we've talked about the world would literally implode the universe would implode and again that's you can talk to Deepak Chopra about that. That is quantum physics, like, blends into this thing. We're talking about the 400 range, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to have conflict to have that contrast. You have to have conflict to have creation. Creation is why we're here. This is why we're all sitting above in our couches going, I can't believe this is the life I picked for this video game this time around. Like, why did I choose to beat my character up so much, mm-hmm. right? Well, because I was bored as hell. I did I did some really great stuff in my previous lifetimes. So, okay, that's really woohoo right? Did you follow that? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, all right. So, um, it's funny because I've never had anyone else put put it that way for me, but I've literally had like thought process of that internally of yeah, like, like, is that's what's going on? Yeah, mm-hmm. like in my it's just one giant Sims. It really.
0: Oh my god! I, as a kid, I used it's to just like one giant video game. Why do kid? we like them so much? Why do we like movies? Yeah. yeah, I sorry,
1: legit go ahead. would be sitting playing with a dollhouse, looking at a Barbie doll, and thinking like. I'm pretty sure that somewhere in the universe, somebody is using my being as their doll. Like, like I always felt like, not that I didn't have choices over my own actions, but I always you didn't felt feel like you did though. Like I you didn't. didn't like you I felt you didn't, you were not up by I felt like there was another, I always in my head, because as a child, it made sense to think of there was another child bigger than me, like, you know, bigger than the earth or whatever, That's but God. that was looking down on me. Um uh, pulling yeah, puppet. Yeah, strings. like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pulling puppet strings. And it was the weirdest thing because it wasn't just like a one-time like oh thought. Like it was like this was a constant theme in my childhood that anytime I was playing with toys or like was by myself, like I'd sit here like on the couch and just be like, Well, this is a really weird thing for my like my little brain. My uh no, my puppet master or whatever. Oh. Like, like my puppet master is just like, having me sit on the couch for like an hour today. Like that's really weird. And like I'd never <sighs> <laughs> never made sense to me, but I always had those like those weird like random thoughts when I was just like like oh like I'm, I I want to go to a walk today. Why do I want to go to a walk today? I'm like because my puppet master like said so. Like I've never talked to anybody about that because it I thought it made me sound crazy. Yeah. But it was it was one of those feelings that my scientific brain just made it seem like oh it's just a kid. Oh it's just your imagination. Oh you're just lonely. So you're hope like you were hoping there's something else out there. And it was also because. I was forced into organized religion. So like I was literally didn't understand or didn't agree with what I was learning in religion aspects, but my scientific brain was trying to come up with like, well, maybe that like, this is what it really is. Like, it's not God. It's just a puppet master. Well, it's not God. It's just another kid playing with a dollhouse that I happen to be living in. Like weird concept as a child.
0: No, I don't think so at all. I think it's a justification of your interpretation. It's your creation of what it is. And what's really, I think important about that is like, what makes it wrong it, nothing right like it, it's because nothing matters it does nothing matters okay it just doesn't matter but it does matter uh, it does, I mean I still my, my biggest struggle is like I think about being in the 500s or well, I, I can't say I know where I'm at or whatever but you know part of it is like you say when you get to 500s beyond the intellect part of it that it's always a questioning of longing, like, will I get there? And you can't ask those questions because you'll never get there. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to stop anyway. So it, it answered a lot because I'm like, now I feel like, I'm, am I ever going to feel content? Like, I've always going to feel like I'm chasing after something. And it addresses all that kind of questioning. So the book is, uh, the, well, the book series, there's quite a few of them. Um, I would recommend them if you're interested. But I would also say, again, the term I would use is high level, meaning like you should be in personal development for a couple of years I wouldn't say before you give it a go. Like, if you start listening to it and you're like, this doesn't really resonate with me, then I would say come back to it. Mm-hmm. But the understanding of how you can climb the levels of emotion make make perfect sense to me um, because I feel like I've been feeling the gamut of them. And if you were in personal development, that's why I think it'll probably connect with you. And it's kind of a fun game because you're like, where am I at? Like, I'd, I'd hear a chapter and i go, oh my God, no, that's where I'm at. And then I'd hear the next chapter and go, no, 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 but that's where I'm at. And then... Where am I at next? Like, it's really exciting. But anyway, um, yes. So, I would recommend it. Like, I have an emotional scale on my wall of my office because it not only helps me when I'm um, coaching individually, but when I'm coaching team members, when I am doing it for myself, like, how am I feeling today? And I can kind of look at it and go, well, how am I going to get to where I want to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, because here's the thing, like, the bottom, the bottom, right, the bottom level emotion, y'all, is, like, shame, okay? Shame is, shame and guilt are right at the bottom. And, ironically, when you're looking at those, you would think that getting to joy, obviously, is where you want to get to. Happiness, fulfillment, all those things, right? But when you're feeling shameful... Is there any way that you can think you can jump from shame to joy? No.
1: Mm-mm. No.
0: But if you have a bad feeling, as we've talked about before, you can only have a bad feeling or a good feeling, mm-hmm. right? So at least you know I can choose a better feeling than what I'm feeling right now. And that's that's kind of the goal, to kind of start conditioning yourself to not feeling so bad because you can't flip the switch and go from bad to great that's not, that's not the recognition. The recognition is bad to a little bit better. Um, and that's the practice it's going to take. Oh, it takes a little practice. But it's good. Because theoretically, if you think about it, right, like, shame and guilt feels like humiliation and blame. Right? And if you are feeling something like fear... That's above shame and guilt, which again, it sounds weird. Cause it's like, well, it sounds like they'd all be grouped together. Well, that's the problem that we think they are. So we're cycling through everything instead of kind of processing how to get to where I need to go next. Right. Cause you just think you throw an emotion in there like a hat trick. <laughs> nope. All right. But why, how do you feel? How's fear better? Okay. Well, my favorite is actually to talk about anger. Okay. Cause if anger is easy to relate to. Okay. When you're depressed, what are you? Like you're like, Lethargic and checked out, and like Eori ish, right? When you're feeling that way, do we get angry? I don't. Right? Because you don't have the energy to get that angry, right? You just don't care to get that angry. And who are you even angry with? Because you're more upset and sad at yourself, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why it's important to hear that because you cannot get angry in that low level of an emotion. So how, again, would you ever get to joyful? And joyful feels like an impossible feat. It doesn't even feel like it exists to you anymore because it doesn't. It's so high up there, you'll never climb. Well, you have to stair-step your way so you can condition yourself to feeling something else. So between the shame and anger, you can work on apathy, grief, fear, and those kinds of things, right? But anger is actually after, ironically, desire. Desire is like right after you hit fear it's weird and hmm. the reason it is is because desire you now desire to feel something does okay. that make sense yeah i know it's weird because you think desire would be higher <laughs> on the scale but right after fear comes desire so desire to feel a certain way now you're not fearful to fear feel emotions and feelings anymore that's why it's moved up that way okay okay so then um with anger again whether it's revenge <laughs> regret any of these things but um it's still passion people will actually secretly wish you would just go back to being depressed yeah yeah right like because they just would. they want you to stop talking they just want you to like shit or get off the pot kinds mm-hmm. of things like that so that's where anger is and anger I think is a hard place for people to get out of for a while because now you're so open to allowing emotion you're feeling everything yeah and the good the bad but ugly prevails for a while because you're still in a negative track, even though you hit desire. Right. Yeah. So well, and it's,
1: I think people live in anger because they're not, they don't, they're not ready to feel good, they but do, they, they, don't know they, don't, good. they don't know how to feel good or, or they're just, they're not ready. Like they want to live in a place of negativity um, for a while, but they finally anger is more, is higher energy than depression and shame and guilt and all of that. So it's, it feel it gets your literally gets your blood pumping, gets your body more energetic. You start to feel something. Correct. And so it's you want to stay in that place of anger because you don't have to feel good, you don't have to be happy because some people just want to live in negativity for a while. So instead of living in depression, shame, ang- or whatever, they live in anger because mm. it's at least it's high energy. At least I can like express myself right. somehow. Right. Right. And that it just uh, it made the comment you made about like secretly sometimes people just want you to go back to like depression and stuff, like I literally just like was like oh that's you with Brett like when Brett gets angry like I literally am just like okay like just, could you just be better sometimes yeah. if you were sad like just just go back to being quiet and like over there sit over there in the corner and don't express yourself mm. be, but it's because I have such a trigger with other people's anger right he's
0: making you uncomfortable
1: yes right he, his energy and his his energy and his, his feeling his vibration. His vibration is negatively like impacting mine. And it, it, it's a trigger. It's a huge trigger for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I want to talk a little bit more real quick. I was going to read through these because like we had said, it sounds confusing when the emotions don't sound, how we equate them to what they would be. But this is where it kind of, kind of helps. Okay. So like we had said, the level of shame is a low calibration of one to 20. This is a feeling of humiliation and misery right? Mm -hmm. Sounded about right? Yeah. Level of guilt is at level 30. It's a feeling of blame and remorse. So we went from humiliation and misery to being able to blame and be remorseful, right? So humiliation and misery is all about us. Blame, we could still be blaming ourselves, but we're done at least feeling sorry. Right. Okay. The level of apathy is what you were talking about earlier. Apathy is, um, this is where we're talking about when you could be on different sides of the scale, apathy is different than it is what it is, mm-hmm. okay? Apathy is checked out kinds of things. It is a feeling of hopelessness. It's a calibration of 50. Okay. So you get, this is where we're talking about you gotta be careful as you climb, because you are progressing, but you have to just make sure that you're aware, like we were just talking about with anger, we'll get there. Like what, what is it, is it truly what it's supposed to be or is it disguising itself as a lower level
1: mm-hmm. emotion,
0: right? Because the level of grief comes after apathy. So when you get from apathy, you go to grief, and that's 75 calibration, it has a feeling of regret. So grief like, could be with anything. Obviously, a loved one, uh, maybe your favorite car, your favorite sweater gets ripped up, something like that. What's the grief about? It's regret of the time spent together or loss of that future time, the memory that you had associated with that. Um, I highly recommend for people to hang out. Well, don't hang out in grief, but like to research grief because again, if you have a feeling, if you have a fear of dying, that's that has reversed it for me. Mm-hmm. But be cautious because I almost feel sometimes I'm not remorseful enough for people who don't know how to process grief and they probably think I'm an asshole. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's not my intention, but I just I'm kind of like, I don't I don't know if I can cope for you is what you need. Anyway, fear comes after grief that calibrates at a hundred. Remember when we get to 200 is where people kind of operate from truth. Do you honestly, do you see what, what one of the profound things for me too is when you talk about calibrating at 199 means that people don't operate from a place where they actually seek out fact. They don't operate from a place where they question what's true versus what's false. Okay. Okay. So fear would be at 100 and it's a feeling of anxiety. Yeah, Mm-hmm. I'm familiar fear with that one. of the future, fear of the unknown, fear of dying alone. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. So, how we talked about fear after that comes desire, desire calibrates at 125 and it actually has a feeling of craving. So, does that make more sense in the trend? Because that I don't want to say that craving is a negative word, but it could be, it could be right, okay. Because I think desire has a more positive word, but anyway, 125. After desire comes the anger, as we mentioned, and that calibrates at 150 and it has a feeling of hatred. Okay. Now this was really a big, I think I actually almost, between these next two, I just want to read them because I like literally almost cried when I read like, it's like, that's the, that's the emotion that I can attach to personal development. That is the aha of personal, like growth. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. Okay. So pride, pride carries a calibration of 175. So you're not even to 200 yet, y'all. But pride comes in at 175. So you have to think again, that means that there's good and bad sides to pride, right? The chart shows that this has a feeling of scorn, but I disagree. I feel at a point in the chart where we're so close to courage and creativity. I like to look at this as a point of the chart as a feeling of satisfaction as we're discovering self-worth. Finally, the level of courage. This calibrates at 200 and we are working towards getting there. This is a time we discover the feeling of affirmation and empowerment. This is the time we... Uh, have thoughts and ideas that start to flow to us with less effort we have moved past the dense energy levels and emotions of the lower calibrations this is where your true power begins to exist because you become aware of your thoughts feelings and emotions you are living in your conscious mind so you can choose to raise your vibration to those levels of courage and creativity by working through those basically so does that make sense yeah yeah courage like i would say i was like holy crap like that was the word i was searching for that's exactly what you have to have in life in personal development when you start taking the action portion of it when you stop just becoming a personal development junkie in reading all the things and listening to all the things and digesting all the things you actually execute that is courage because you're no longer fearful of what may or may not happen you just got to go
1: Mm-hmm. you
0: are less worried of the unknown in the future because you just know there's always going to be unknown, there's always going to be future until you die, right? So why stress out about it? That's when you start to live in the power of the now because it's so much more freeing than the hyper-focus of everything you failed about, apart in your past, which now hinders you from your future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's courage. It's powerful. That's the, the, to me, that's the quote-unquote freeing level to get to like they said like that was perfectly explained to me you've moved past dense energy levels and emotions of lower calibration so things flow to you opportunity flows to you relationships flow to you freedom flows to you being able to speak from like um a vernacular where people hear your intention you know and it's you don't misspeak as often you're like like for i'll say for example like um talk about, like, um your pasts, like, on your Facebook and stuff like that. I have always said that I don't like to edit mine because it was who I was at that time. And I think that there's a lot of people who could be fearful of that. Um, but I know that I'm at a place where if anything ever came back to bite me in the ass, as people would say, I would just be like... I'm sure that I would have had to process emotion, whatever goes along with it. Mm-hmm. But then I can just say... That was who I was at that time. Like, that's not who I am anymore. And if it needs, if it's something that would take an apology that would be addressed, that's absolutely, why would, why would I have a problem saying it, if, it mm-hmm. if it's not who I am anymore? Of course, I apologize for that person I was. The only, the person that was suffering the most in that quote is me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all know that. So, um, I don't know. I just think that this has been such a powerful tool for me because, again, it was, it was like, a physical representation or some type of quote-unquote proof to all of the things I've been feeling for the last year or two that were too woo-hoo-y to, like, put something on or be able to explain, Mm -hmm. Um, which is great because when you get to the level of 200, you only, obviously, you you don't ever have to stop going above, which means it only gets better. It only feels better. You only accomplish more things. You only get more of the things, whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. More money, more love, more... Clean air, trips to Colorado, whatever it is you're looking for. That oh, was just for me. Yeah. So anyway.
1: I was <laughs> just like in my own head about courage and like it literally making sense. Yes, yeah, so this, does it not? Well, yeah, and my little like bird walk that I just took while you're talking about Colorado. <laughs> um, was about my situation with Brett's ex-wife. I'm like if I if I could get to a place of courage with her, with myself in regards to her, so it's not having courage for her, but having courage for myself to just it, maybe be secure enough in my own, in my position or in my own life. How about just and, yourself? And just having the courage to let go of literally everything else. Like, get rid of those dense feelings, get rid of those, like, angry thoughts and lower frequency vibes like and having the courage to literally just not not the way i was going to word that made it seem like i was putting blame on her but no longer wanting to meet other people at their low frequency vibes and no longer like having the courage to see those vibes potentially like understand that that's where they're they're operating from but having the courage to operate from somewhere else for myself right Cause why are you drinking your poison, hoping that she dies? Right. hmm I'm gonna
0: get that tattooed on my arm. Just a little vial. Yeah, just a little like some poison. Just, yeah, just a little vial. Yeah, but that's that's powerful because again, remember. You just have to for, you have to forgive yourself because you've been doing the best you can with what you have, and you still have to remember. This is are you are you still a, do you feel that you're still a better person than you were two years ago? Oh fuck yeah,
1: like yeah, without question. Yeah. And it I guess like I almost. Like, I almost get offended when people make references about who I was. Then. Like, not then, but, like, like I could talk crap about my 2018 version of myself or my 2017 version of myself all day long because that person was crap. But it's when people make comments about who I am now and and uh, don't, like, They make an assumption that it, you're still a person. Yes, and it's, like, I get angry on it, like, I don't need to it doesn't matter like other people's perception of me it matters my own perception of myself but it like it almost makes me feel like for a split second like what was all this worth like like you know yeah why like, am like, I even doing this exactly stuff? They like, don't even get it like nobody can recognize nobody's recognizing that I'm not that same person or whatever and then I do come back to the it's I'm not doing this for them like the, like you' you're operating from a place of of fear that you know all of this hard work because personal development is not easy and it's not fun all the fun all the time it's not right it's not. right, right. That, but like, until
0: you climb a little higher yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it, operating from a place of fear that all of this work will be worth nothing and that I will end up by myself dying alone yeah like yeah because that's it, the fear if that really is like it's crazy how many times a day like i in my head come back to that it, like what am I really afraid Why of? Why am
0: I afraid of dying alone
1: right now? Yes. Yeah. Like, like it, and it can be about the most random things, but it's like, like, well, okay, those are a little bit more literal. Like, I, anytime I get into a vehicle, I literally, like, I shouldn't, but I literally, like, go through my head. of like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to react if you get into a car accident right now? And it's more so, like, because I've always had this mentality since I was little of... If you think about it, it won't happen. Like, cause it's, you're supposed to, you're supposed to expect the unexpected. So if you. You're doing the exact opposite. Exactly. It's like I'm manifesting car accidents. Thankfully they don't happen. Not
0: yet. But what, what you should, what I would recommend trying is segment intending. Because what you're doing, you're already doing it, but you're doing it by default. Right? Because right now, again, you're hanging out wherever you're hanging out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It ain't 2019 Jess. Brain set. Um. Segment intending. So if you, if if that's one of your things that you're noticing that I, oh my, yes, like every time I get in the car, that's what I think about, then literally I'm showing Jess, I have a sticky note that says segment intending. Olivia is drawn all over it, of course, too. It says segment intending. Okay. So segment intending is really all it is, is intentional planning. Okay. Intentional planning sounds like calendar, but that's not what it is. You get in the car. If that, your first thought is like, uh, how do I not get into a car accident or whatever? You need to go, okay, universe, you can say it to yourself. I... I've tried to practice it out loud. Like, it's good to have kids, right? Because, mm-hmm. okay, Olivia, we're going to go to the park now. We're going to have a great day together. I can't wait to get there. You know, it helps because I can say it out loud, and it sounds less crazy when I'm talking to somebody else, obviously. But in my, he- in my head, I have such a bad habit of, like, starting and stopping and starting and stopping and mm-hmm. starting and stopping um, or just not doing it. So, if you get into your car and you're like, okay, my intention is to have a safe drive home where I can enjoy whatever it is the music, my audiobook, the view, whatever it is, um, I'll get there safe and sound, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what segment intending is. And you should do it all friggin' day, but even if you could start off with just in the morning, right, in segment intend for the entire day. But like, I try to get better at it. That's why I have a sticky note. So now, like, if you're going to the kitchen, okay, what's my segment intending? I'm gonna go in here and get what I actually need, but nothing more, those kinds of things. But then you're training your brain. So then it just becomes autopilot. Like the phone rings, segment intending. What's my intention for this conversation? Okay, I see it's this person calling me. So I want to make sure that A, B, and C happens on this call. That we we plan this. We set another date for our next call and we're done. Right? Like, again, because you work through it yourself anyway. And then it saves you time. And... Your intention is there. So you're not just flying by a seat of your pants willy-nilly. It's amazing how unbelievably well we can pre-plan our lives and we just didn't know it. Because we're not tapping into the fact that it's a tool that we have innately. Makes sense. Right? (laughs) Hopefully this was a powerful combo today. Um, If you're feeling like, yeah, that was interesting... Definitely make sure to reach out to us. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about, number one. Number two, um, if you want to either do an empowerment class, you want to get it on the event that's happening at the end of the month with the uh, unique coaching opportunity, or doing the one-to-ones, those are picking up, and I am so excited. I started a new client today. It was really great. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. It's been going really well. Tell them where they can find you, Anderson.
1: Find me at photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook, and make sure you're searching for that private group. It's Boudoir Photos with Anderson.
0: Ta-da! And for me, I'm on Instagram, vote for parties. You can find me Rachel Vote on Facebook and the private VIP page, 18 years or older feminine energy if you're looking for sexual wellness and intimacy. If you liked what you heard today, make sure you share it with your girlfriends. Anybody really, it is free to do so and it makes you pretty. I think you do that, but just in case. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll be back next week. We hope for the rest of this time you stay happy, stay healthy, and wash your hands. Okay, goodbye.